0: Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place. Episode 12 You will remember Deborah and Derek were in the talking orchard. You will also remember a lemon tree had just given Derek one of its lemons and Derek did something that was not allowed. He took it. Oh and the alarm went on. Deborah and Derek watched in amazement as four soldiers led by a sergeant major marched into the talking orchard. I bet you don't know what a sergeant major is. He is the soldier in charge of all the other soldiers. He gives the orders for what they have to do, only he has to shout so that all the soldiers can hear him. Company, halt! Like that. Company, stand at ease! And that. All the soldiers were looking at Deborah and Derek. Who has taken the fruity? The Sergeant Major was a big, tall, stern-looking man who had a little stick that he was pointing at the two children. Come on! Who's got the lemon? Derek held up the lemon. The sergeant major jumped up and down with fury. You naughty little bundle of trouble! That thought, Derek, is the first time I've been called a bundle of trouble. I should bounce that lemon on your head, and then I should bounce you around the orchard! Derek did not want to be bounced anywhere and moved behind the lemon tree. He didn't take the lemon, I gave it to him. The lemon tree "'shook its lemons at the sergeant major. "'What, what, what, what did you say?' "'The lemon tree gave me the lemon,' explained Derek. <coughs> "'All the trees were shouting at the sergeant major. "'It's true,' said Deborah. Bah, bah, bah. "'The sergeant major was annoyed. "'Why are you being so unpleasant?' asked Deborah. "'Derek has not taken any fruit from the orchard. "'Unpleasant! Unpleasant!' Am I being unpleasant? No one is allowed to be unpleasant in Uncle Roland's pleasure place. Well, you are, said Derek. There is no need for all this shouting. No one has done anything wrong. So, if I have been unpleasant, I shall have to go to the nookie hole. That's right. The lemon tree swished its branches from side to side in agreement. Then, I am a naughty sergeant major, and I must march myself to the nookie hole. Soldiers, attention! Shun, left turn. On the count of three, march this naughty sergeant major to the nooky hole. One, two, three. Would you like to crack one of my nuts? Now, a walnut tree was talking to the children. No, thank you," said Derek. "I've had enough problems with all you trees in the orchard." "Yes," said Deborah. "I think we should go back to Charlie." It's very complicated in this orchard. OK, I'll crack my own nuts. The walnut tree tucked in all its branches and swayed away from them. Stop! A man with a dog was standing by the gate on the way out of the orchard. Fido, sniff! he shouted. The dog ran up to the children and started to sniff around them. What's it doing? asked Deborah. It's looking for gooseberries, said the man. We haven't got any gooseberries, said Deborah. And there are none in the orchard. You know that, and I know that, said the man, but the dog doesn't. That's why it's sniffing. But dogs don't eat gooseberries, said Deborah. You know that, I know that, said the man, but the dog doesn't. So it finds a gooseberry, it won't eat it, said Derek. You know that, and I know that, said the man, but the dog doesn't. But that's a waste of time, said Derek. You know that, and I know that, said the man, but the dog doesn't. Derek was beginning to get a bit worried. The man was talking very strangely, repeating himself. Well, we'll be off then. Derek took Deborah's hand and led her out of the gate. You know that, and I know that, said the man, but the dog doesn't. I don't think he can say anything else. But you know that, and I know that, but the dog doesn't, said Deborah. You know that, and I know that, said the man, but the dog doesn't. Come on, said Derek. He's giving me a headache. That was a little piece of music for you to listen to as Deborah and Derek were leaving the orchard What happened in the orchard? Charlie was running towards them I heard the alarm The children explained about the lemon tree the sergeant major and all the problems they had met in the orchard I have been thinking, said Charlie He never stops The monkey stuck its head out of Charlie's beard and that was probably true Have you ever tried to stop thinking? Try it now. Close your eyes and say to yourself, stop thinking. Say to yourself, stop thinking five times. I'll do it with you. Stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking. Have you stopped thinking? I haven't. Do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking about stopping thinking. The answer is, of course, you just cannot stop thinking. No one can. And that was why Charlie had been thinking about where to take the children next in Uncle Roland's pleasure place. (laughs) You, said Charlie, said you wanted to go somewhere peaceful. Yes, but the orchard was not very peaceful. Deborah joined Derek, who was sitting in the back seat of the car. So, the most peaceful place I can think of to take you in the pleasure place is Uncle Roland's farm. Charlie started the car. Sounds like a good idea to me, said Derek. Yes, Deborah agreed. Let's go to the farm. There was a very big gate at the entrance to Uncle Roland's farm and at the top of each of the gate posts was Yes, that's right. On the top of each of the gate posts was a grinster, grinning with their big mouth and winking with their big eye. Derek waved to the grinsters and opened the gate to the farm. But he didn't, in fact, because he couldn't. The gate was locked. No matter how much he tried, Derek could not push the big gate open. No, shouted Charlie from the car. You have to give a promise before you can go in. How do we do that, asked Deborah. Let's try pressing that doorbell. Derek pressed a big red button on the gatepost. And then, from behind one of the gateposts, stepped a man. A very thin man. He must have been very, very thin, because the gate posts were very, very thin. And when the man was behind them, you could not see him. "Hello," said the man. "I'm Slim." "You are," said Derek. "You are very, very slim." "No," said the man. "Slim. That's my name." "Why are you so thin?" asked Deborah. "Because I only eat spaghetti," said Slim. "I am so slim I can walk through the bars of the gate without opening the gate." Which is exactly what he did. Before you can go in, you have to make a promise, he said. But before you make a promise, you have to put on a mask. A mask, said Derek. Why do we have to wear a mask, asked Deborah? Because I don't want your faces upsetting the animals on the farm. Oh. Do you know how a cow feels when it sees another face that is not another cow? Or a pig when it sees a face that does not have a big mouth and a short, fat, stubby nose? No, said Derek. And neither do I, so it's best to wear a mask and then you cannot upset any of the animals. What happens if we take a mask off? Deborah did not like the idea of wearing a mask. How do I know, replied Sim. I just stand behind the gate and take promises. Now, take this book, hold it in your right hand and say after me, I promise not to give the animals any ice cream, chocolate pudding, ice lollies, bicycles to ride, footballs to kick, music to listen to, televisions to watch, iPhones, Playstations, or things that go bump in the night. That's a lot of promises, said Derek. Do you promise? asked Slim again. Yes, said Derek, I promise. Slim handed the book to Deborah. And do you promise what Derek promised? Deborah nodded. Why do we have to hold the book when we promise, she asked. It's a heavy book, said Slim, and I get fed up holding it. The children thought Slim was a very strange man. But he opened the gate and the children stepped into the farm. I have to stand behind this gatepost and hold this heavy book, said Slim, because when the wind blows, I'm so thin, I often get blown away. So why don't you eat some potatoes or treacle pudding? They are heavy. They'll hold you down, said Deborah. Potatoes and treacle pudding? Slim's eyes widened at the idea. I never thought of that, he said. OK. I shall only eat potatoes and treacle pudding from now on. Then you will put on weight and the will will not blow you over, said Deborah. Thank you so much. Slim shook the children's hands and said goodbye as they walked towards the first field in the farm. The field was the sheep's field. And so it was full of sheep. Now listen to this because it's very interesting. The sheep were all leaning against each other. Now that's strange, isn't it? But not nearly so strange as what was happening in the middle of the field. A fat, jolly woman with red cheeks was sitting on the backs of the sheep. And do you know what the fat, jolly woman was doing? She was knitting. If you don't know what knitting is, ask your mummy. Only mummies know what is knitting, because it's only mummies who knit. What are you knitting? called Deborah to the woman. I am knitting the sheep together, the woman shouted back. Now we all know that wool grows on sheep and we all know that wool is what you use when you knit. But why was the woman knitting the sheep together? If I knit the sheep together, the woman said, they can't get lost. It was true. If the sheep were knitted together, where one sheep went, the other sheep had to follow. So when you see sheep, Now you know why they are always close to each other and follow each other everywhere. It's because somebody's knitted them together with the wool that grows on their bodies. The children could hear music and it was coming from the next field. At the entrance to the gate to the field was a notice. Please don't feed the cows when they are dancing. And the cows were dancing to the music. There were six of them all dancing side by side in the field. Six steps to the right, six steps to the left, six steps to the right, six steps to the left, and then the cows turned around and pointed their bottoms at the children. Six steps to the right, six steps to the left, six steps to the right, six steps to the left, and then the cows turned around again and faced the children. Deborah and Derek had never seen cows dancing before, and they stood there with their mouths open in astonishment. Derek was staring at the cows' heads. Where most cows had horns, Uncle Roland's cows had two loudspeakers. You dancing? The cow was talking to them. Come on, climb over the fence and have a dance with us. Now another cow was waving its hoof at them. A hoof is what cows walk on, like the feet we walk on. Derek liked to dance. Okay, he said, and started to climb the fence. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it! The woman, sitting on the back of the sheep in the first field, was shouting at them. Are you happy, Derek? The fat woman had stopped knitting the sheep together. If you're not happy, you can't dance with my cows. I give my cows music to dance to, to make them happy, so they give happy milk, and when people drink happy milk, it makes them happy. I am happy, said Derek. So am I, said Deborah. The woman started to knit again. All right, you can dance with my cows. Deborah went up to a happy-looking cow that had big black patches on its body. Shall we break dance? She smiled at the cow. Oh no, the cow backed away. We might break something. Shall we rock? Deborah patted the cow's nose. Oh no, if we rock, all the milk inside me sloshes around and turns to butter and the fat lady doesn't like butter. Then what can you dance? asked Derek. I can do the tiptoe. What's the tiptoe? the children asked. Watch, said the cow. The cow raised itself onto the tips of its hooves, then it raised first its right leg, then its left leg, then its right back leg, and then its left back leg. It did that twice. Then do you know what it did? It turned around and did it twice with its back to the children, then it turned around again and did it twice all over again. We can't do that, said Deborah. We only have two legs. Then bend over and put your hands on the ground and follow me, said the cow. The children did as they were told and very soon they were dancing with the cow. And then do you know what happened? All the other cows did the same thing and soon all the six cows were dancing together with the children. This is fun, cried the children. (coughs) Oh no, cried the cow. Oh no, cried all the cows. The children looked up and stopped dancing. Oh no, they yelled. Harold! (coughs) The woman was screaming. What's going on? Something is frightening everybody. What is happening? Listen to the next episode of Uncle Roland's Pleasure Place.